Welcome back to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Samuel Timothy. And I'm Taylor Rowe. What is content marketing? If you're a marketing veteran, a digital marketing veteran, you may already know what content marketing is. You may already understand it or feel like you understand it. And so today we wanted to take it back to the basics and really dive into and unpack everything about content marketing, who it's for, how you adapt content marketing at your organization, where you can start, the different types of content that can be created. Because sometimes we find ourselves as marketers in the weeds on some of these topics, get a lot of feedback from customers and from listeners of the podcast that, again, we wanted to remind ourselves and remind you that this is an educational educational channel and educational podcast. And so sometimes we, we overlook some of the basics. So today we dove into content marketing and all aspects of, of how it might be related to your marketing strategy. And I think it's a good one. So let's dive right in and hope you enjoy. So Taylor, I know we, we talk about several topics on the show here. We have a lot of different marketing related marketing technology marketing concept tactics that we talk about, there is something that we often bring up in our conversations, which is content marketing. When you go Google search content marketing, there's a lot of different ways people define it. There's a lot of confusion around this whole methodology of content, content marketing, especially getting confused with inbound marketing or SEO and things of that nature. So we want to get to the basics of it today. We want to kind of define what it is, what type of content should you be creating? Where do you go publish such content and how do you get eyeballs to, to consume that content, all of such things that we want to cover today. Yeah, absolutely. And I think start by just kind of defining what content marketing is. Like you said, we, we really talk about it all the time because in my opinion today, content marketing is, is marketing, right? It's kind of synonymous. And when you talk about digital marketing, um, you know, again, there's really no digital marketing. It's just marketing. Gone are the days of marketing or, you know, primarily really advertising being all about, you know, a headline or tag catchphrase, something along those lines that you would see, at, you know, maybe in a, a magazine, you know, full page article or, or maybe a, a billboard or something along those lines, right? Now, uh, in the information and the data, you know, age that we do live in, we always talk about there's a surplus of content, there's a surplus of information. So the onus really comes and, and becomes focused on the actual content and the value of content. So if I were to kind of define content marketing, I would really just say educational content creation and distribution with the intention of educating your potential audience, right? So if you look at what our job, what our jobs are, what our job is as a marketer uh, in the marketing department, it's really to educate and inspire your, your market, your addressable market to want to work with you. So if you look at that, you just kind of have to answer the simple question of how do I get everyone within my addressable market to know who we are and, and understand what we do and how we accomplish that. The answer to that big question, right, is content marketing. We do that through content marketing, which means we are creating content that's educational, uh, that's educating and adding value to our audience and distributing it to them in a format, in a channel that is relevant, easy for them to comprehend and, and understand and ultimately to consume. Yeah, I think the key is really education. And I think if you don't make that your focus and priority, and if uh, your objective and goal is to get everyone that ever consumes anything that you put out is to become a prospect or a sale, you'll probably be very quickly disappointed and you might give up way too soon as well. This is not an easy, easy journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So one of the things I think that we should kind of break down for our audience is the different types of content that you could create. So it's easy to say, okay, well, I understand you need to create content. So Sam, what are, what are the different types of content? Are we just talking about, you know, written content, blog posts here? How can we actually create content in different various formats? Yeah, I think we're living in a t- day and age, right, where there's so many different type and formats of content that you can produce. I think if it was, you know, maybe 10, 12 years ago, majority of the energy probably would have been spent on just written content because people are either reading books or they were reading blogs, right? That's just how they were consuming. But now that I think you have so many different types of content types you can create, right, which you have videos, essentially that's another form of content and you can uh, create educational video content that can get uh, be provided on your website or it could be used on YouTube or any other uh, video hosting platform. And then you can also have just visual content. These are these could be just static graphics, whether it be in the form of infographics or things of that nature. And then you can also have basically ebooks and white papers and other sort of resources that you can make available. So I would say a written video and audio being podcast, right? And then obviously any other formats that you can convert them into, whether it be short form videos or uh, static images or text and things like that for social post. So the primary medium is being the video, written, audio, and visual. Right. Yeah. And I think determining what type of content you need to create, I, I think maybe that's even the wrong question. The first question needs to be, you know, what topic are we trying to create content around? And then what's going to be the most efficient way or effective way to articulate that topic, right? And ultimately distribute that that content or that topic. So the next thing we want to talk about is, you know, how do you decide what topics to create content around? And so the simple answer to this is you create content around questions that your prospects or your, your customers would have in, you know, of course, relation to your product or service that you have to offer. So what we do, and we talk a lot about content marketing and buyer's journey, what we do is kind of break down and segment the buyer's journey, if you will, into three segments. Uh, There's more ways you can break it down, but if you're just getting into this, the three main areas that you could look at is what we call top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, and bottom of the funnel. Or you could look at it as awareness stage, where somebody is just becoming aware of either a problem or a solution. They're researching around a lot of topics, how-tos, trying to solve problems, right? They're trying to answer questions that they have internally. Middle of the funnel would be that consideration phase. So what alternatives are they considering? What are their options? Basically, when, when somebody's weighing options to work with you to do something internally, uh, what options do they have? Is it a materials question? Is it a process question? You know, you know your industry and you know what that consideration phase might look like. And then the actual uh, bottom of the funnel would be the decision-making phase. So once they've, you know, let's say decided, your customer has decided that they need help with something and they're going to hire somebody to help them. Uh, and uh, if you have the, the answer to that, you know, how do we actually create content that's aligned with that decision-making phase? So when you start uh, breaking down the purpose of the content, then you can look at the topics that you need to address and then figure out what's the best format of that. So some topics, um, you know, you can look at it in theory, and this is just a blanket statement, but video content, for example, is probably um, best suited for, let's say, the uh, in terms of educational content, I would say video content is best suited for top of the funnel or middle of the funnel awareness and consideration because you're maybe teaching or you're educating around topics and trying to illuminate a problem that maybe they didn't know that they had, uh, or you're trying to... Um, give answers to complex uh, and nuanced uh, situations and problems that that a potential customer may have. 
Now you could look at that and say, well, in a bottom of the funnel decision-making stage, maybe I would want a video around a case study or a testimonial, something like that, right? So um, it's not necessarily that there's one piece of content for one stage of the funnel. It's that you have to adapt that particular topic uh, based on what's going to be the most powerful or what's going to be the most effective. So, I mean, that case study or testimonial example, right? You could write, you could put a, a headshot. I'm sure you've seen this on a million websites, a headshot of a customer with a little quick text that says, you know, working with this company helped me reduce, you know, wasted spend by X percent and, you know, increase my bottom line by X percent. Okay, great. But uh, seeing that person on on video and hearing the power powerful you know, testimony that they have of working with your company uh, may have a bigger impact on your potential customer and may just uh, tip the scales in your favor when it comes to that decision-making phase. So uh, again, you could apply that to every piece of content that, that you're creating. Look at the topic, look at the, the questions or the, um, you know, the purpose of what you're trying to create the content for, and then determine what's going to be the most effective way to create that content in terms of format. And it may not be just one one answer, right? And the answer may be uh, that you you want to have written content, visual content, audio, video, all around the same topic, because the answer is that um, you know people, your customers consume content in a variety of different ways, and we want to make it as easy as possible for them to consume that content. Yeah, and I think one other consideration I would probably have is you know your internal resources and and your type, your personality type as well. Sure. Right? Like some people probably are very good in articulating their ideas on a video and some people are probably better off, you know, just setting apart four hours, sit down and think through and what they want to say. And then they want to write that down in a form of a long form blog or some blog or some sort of a content. <clears throat> so, and, and also if you have internal research that can actually convert these videos and edit them and make them more uh, professionally done, then you have, you may want to focus on the video as a, as a primary um, medium and then having someone else that can tra uh, transcribe it or uh, turn those into blog posts as well. We've seen that happening with webinars that are converted into a blog post and then can be leveraged into multiple uh, smaller pieces and things of that nature. So if you have the resources to create the videos, then obviously do that. But if you're a personality, just more of a not a camera person, but wants to sit down and just write the topic, uh, maybe then you you probably want to focus that, focus that as your primary content type. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so in terms of, uh, you know, other considerations that, that need to be made, right? So we look at, okay, um, what is content marketing? What are the different types of content you create? How do you determine the content? Well, what's the logical next step is how do we get visibility, right? How do we get eyeballs on this content? Um, how do we distribute or promote that content? So, uh, Samuel, what are some different ways that, um, you know, if we're spending all this time and effort to create content, written content, video content, you know, the, the content arbitrage, if you will, that you just described of, creating a, a podcast, chopping it up into pieces, um, you know, promoting, you know, having video out there and then having a blog post. Ultimately, how do we get people to see that content? Yeah. So I think it really comes down to, um, you know, a couple of different things. So if you have a, a pretty su substantial email subscriber base, then maybe if you're writing blogs or creating videos or creating podcasts, leveraging your email subscriber base as a means to get that content in front of them might be a much quicker way to do because that way they're an engaged audience. They are consuming your information. They already value your thought, you know, your um, thought leadership, and they might be much more willing to uh, consume that content from an email, email standpoint. So leveraging your email platform might be one, one way to do that. The second one is obviously just optimizing it for organic visibility. So if, especially a blog, making sure that you did use, like, like you said, right, where, 
writing uh, answers to the questions that you people are asking. So making sure that you're using those questions as your titles, as your subheadings, and you're also answering those questions with the proper keywords and making sure that those pages that are properly optimized for search uh, could easily get that uh, those blog posts to be found. And then if especially our videos, making sure those, those are not just, you know, hosted on like somewhere like Vimeo where people are not as, um, you know, can actively engaging in content consumption. Uh, whereas if you put it on YouTube and optimize it for the questions that people ask, make that to be the title, have real nice video descriptions, have hashtags, uh, and have some other resources that you can use to get them off of YouTube. And if you can properly structure your YouTube videos with those questions as your primary, um, you know, primary heading, then you can leverage YouTube channels and YouTube's own search engines uh, power to get those content pieces published. And last but not least is any other form of a distribution channel, right? Because this is where a lot of people get hung up on, oh, what, what, what should I post on social media? But this is where you take your anchor content and then uh, redistribute them in whatever for you know whatever uh, length you can possibly distribute them in, whether it be Instagram as Instagram Stories or Reels or YouTube Shorts uh, or even other LinkedIn platform or Twitter or any of those platforms, uh, just reposting the same content in different uh, different times of the day or different um, you know throughout the the entire life of that product life of that content. Mm-hmm. So those are some simple organic way I would recommend to get. The, the biggest reach. And that's just the free ways to do. Uh, and yeah. then obviously there's paid options. Yeah. And just to kind of touch on some of those paid options, um, you know, sim- similar channels, right? Um, the answer that you, you, you're looking for is really, hey, wh- where are my clients? Wherever my clients are, that's where I need to be. Um, and whether you accomplish that from an organic perspective or a paid perspective, there's a number of variables that, that would impact that decision. But um, pretty much the same channels uh, allow for paid, you know, paid promotion, right? So, um, you know, Google search, as an example, you just described, uh, Google ads is, you know, probably the fastest way to start getting some visibility or traffic to that content you're creating uh, by running some ads there. Social media, same thing. You can promote your content. Um, YouTube, those videos you're creating, you can promote content. Um, you know, you can run ads for pretty much anything, uh, even if you wanted to promote a, you know, a podcast, right? So, um, those are great places, uh, even, you know, industry publications, you know, through Google Display Network or through direct partnerships and paid media placements on industry directories, um, you know, uh, lists and listicles, as you'll see a lot of those searches when people search for best whatever company, there's a lot of directories and uh, review sites and, you know, that offer paid promotion as well. So the answer is really, where are your customers? Um and yeah, I mean, really, if we look back at it again to defining what is content marketing, it's educational content creation and distribution. So how do you do that? Well, uh, who are your customers? Uh, what questions do they have around your uh, product or service? Um, and, you know, in relation to how you solve a problem that they have and what kind of impact that would have on their business? Uh, how can you answer their questions? How can you educate them? How can you uh, build some sort of brand affinity towards your in, in thought leadership towards your brand? Um, and then ultimately, where are they consuming information? So if you start creating content that you know has an arrow through all three, four of those considerations, you're going to take a, a huge step in your marketing marketing strategy. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified or Maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, all right? Businesses go through this. 
when there is a lack of strategy sometimes, uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation, or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS, and especially with this podcast, is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right, so thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. So the question that I would have is like, you know, someone who hasn't done this before and they don't have an audience, they don't have an email list and they haven't produced any content. And now what type of a ramp up time do they need to expect in terms of, you know, creating enough content pieces um, that Mm -hmm. can actually start to produce some sort of a positive ROI? Yeah, it's going to depend, right? Um, Time or money is is really what it comes down to. Uh, If we have money in terms of budget to either hire people internally or hire external help to help create content. Uh, the faster we can create content, the better chance that that we're going to have to succeed in a shorter amount of time because, um, you know, we've, we've heard this idea of, you know, fail fast, right? So you, you quickly figure out what you're good at, what you're not good at. You talked about, you know, it depends on personality types. Well, we have a wider variety of personality types and skill sets to create multiple variations of content. And if we can pump out content in faster iterations, we can find out what doesn't work faster, which means we can get to the, the right answer quicker. Um, so yeah, that if we have budget to hire people, hire external resources to, you know, create content, promote content, um, it could be a shorter time frame, but it's still, you know, relatively long-term strategy. Uh, and on the flip side of that is if we don't, and all we have is just the knowledge that we have in our head, right. And our, our effort, all we have is time, uh, not necessarily budget. Um, then yeah, it might take longer. Uh, but again, in those scenarios, your focus, your, your focus needs to be on creating the most high value piece of content that you can, right. Because, uh, you need to differentiate yourself somehow. And if you can't, uh, pump out a ton of content to keep up with your competitors, you have to create something that's wildly unique um, that your competitors don't have the ability to create, right? And we've seen, I've seen this with companies, you know, their CEO or their lead engineer or whoever that may be is the one creating the content versus another company who's pumping out 12 blog posts a month, but that's written by, you know, lower level copywriters or, you know, interns at a company. So, they might be able to pump out a bunch of content and you know do as much as they can in terms of tricks of the trade with Google to get some visibility. And they have budget to promote the content, so they're able to get in front of visibility or in front of more people. But you know that content's coming directly from the CEO that's starting a conversation on LinkedIn and, and building a community, for example. Um, that content is more valuable. Um, the people that are watching, consuming, and listening to that content uh, are are closer to that buying cycle because they're decision makers themselves. So uh, you just have to understand, you know, what can you do? What is your competitive advantage and what, what makes you unique? So, um, you know, timing is a question, but it's also a factor of, of budget and resources. The next question that I would ask is like, if the, there might be team members in the organization that are in the marketing function that values the importance of content marketing and understand that it is a time required uh, strategy or technique, um, but then your leadership may not have bought into this whole idea and they are more on speed and results fast, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you empower a marketing person to educate the leadership on the importance of content marketing and how do you 
by the time needed to see success? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a difficult question because it is 100% necessary to be successful. You need internal buy-in and you need top-down buy-in uh, to, to invest in the content marketing because it's completely different than what uh, you know sales, typically sales-led organizations are are used to in terms of, uh, you know, well, how many leads are we generating from X, Y, or Z, or, um, you know, we, everything is around cold calling and, you know, outbound and relationship based, which is fine. It's just a different model. So if you say, Hey, we're going to spend, you know, three months dedicated to posting content on LinkedIn. And after three months, they look at that and they say, this is what you made me buy this camera equipment. This is how much we invested in these tools and technology. This is the salary of the person creating the content after three months. And I have zero ROI. And if that's the question they're going to ask, yeah, I mean, they might, you might, you might be fired in, in three months. So you need to all be on the same page from the beginning to say, Hey, here's, and, and obviously do research and say, here's what I've seen. Here's what I've seen successful. Here's what successful pe- companies have done. Here's in general, how long, it's taken to to be successful. And if you believe that the motion that you're you're making, right? If you believe that the activities that you're you're uh, you know participating in are the right activities and will accomplish the desired outcome, then when something doesn't work, the question is just what do we need to do to make it work? Not uh, well, let's scrap this whole thing because you know content marketing doesn't work for me, right? And we use the analogy all the time and. <laughs> If you're listening to this podcast more than, you know, five, five times, you may have heard us give an analogy towards, you know, the fitness space. But to me, it's, it's a very um, direct parallel uh, in the sense of it's been proven that we know eating healthy and working out will lead to, uh, you know, the, you know, the more desired, you know, outcome that you're looking for being leaner, losing weight, gaining muscle. Like we know that scientifically, we know that, and you've seen products or results of that. The problem is in this space, in the business world, in the marketing world, a lot of companies are still in denial that marketing will work for them, right? And it's just, it's akin to saying, well, working out doesn't work for me because of X, Y, and Z. Like we know those are all excuses. And so you wouldn't say, hey, going to the gym doesn't work for me. You would try everything in the book, right? Well, this diet doesn't work for me. Um, what I need, you know, every, they, we know everyone's body is different. So we know that different types of exercises react different. We know everyone's, you know, physiology is different. Their DNA is different. So uh, you're just consistently trying to iterate and improve to find the right mixture and right answer. And that's what we need to do as marketers versus, well, I created a video and it didn't get me any customers. So video doesn't work for me. Well, well, you know, is that the right topic? Is that the right promotion? Is that the right, you know, audience? So there's so many different variables and that's just one channel, right? So, uh, or one format of content. Um, so there's so many things that need to be tested and improved on. So you do need the right internal culture of everyone is seeking for the right solution. Um, not necessarily, okay, I'll give you a, a test here, but this is a very short leash. And uh, if we don't accomplish, you know, 100%, you know, whatever ROI, uh, we're going to cut this whole department, right? And unfortunately, we see that a lot in the marketing space, even uh, in today's day and age where everything is is so digital and, and so you know data driven. We still see a lot of that. So, if your company is in denial that you know digital or content marketing is is the right way to go, I would say you might you know you might be in the wrong organization to to be able to implement these type of things. So obviously, when you talked about ROI, it's usually what they refer to as ROI is the lag measures, which is usually sales, right? There's leading indicators that what you're doing is probably 
is going in the right direction. So what are some leading indicators that you can be looking at uh, whether to verify if your content marketing strategy is doing what it's supposed to do or at least heading in the right direction? And what are the lag measures that someone should be focused on to see, well, did we get the real outcome that we expected? Yeah, I'll work backwards from the the lag measures, right? Which is ultimately is, is revenue or um you know, maybe one step back would be like marketing source pipeline, right? Because as marketers, when we're talking about content marketing, that's really all we can hope for is that we're, we are sourcing leads that are actually active in the pipeline, meaning they're getting to a proposal stage, right? Like we can't necessarily upfront, um, you know, control whether or not those deals are closing. There's a lot of other variables that come into play, but we know we're on the right track if, you know, every month we're consistently, we could look at the pipeline and say, hey, 60% 60% of these leads are marketing sourced, right? Like that's a good relationship to have with the sales department. Now, leading indicators to get to that point, it's going to be different for each channel, right? Um, if you talk about content marketing in the sense of uh, traditional, you know, I say traditional, but it's, you know, uh, traditional SEO and content for search engines, right? Content for Google. Um, you could easily look at things like keyword rankings. Um, you could look at, impressions um, in uh, Google Search Console, those type of things. You could look at traffic to page. Um, and I would also, to those pages around those topics. And I would, I would, you know, I never look at a number and just say, hey, that's the end all be all, right? A lot of people look at a bounce rate or traffic and say that's the goal is like to, inc- you know, to lower our bounce rate or increase our traffic. Um, to me, quality over quantity is really what drives results. So look at the intent of that traffic, right? Um, so based on the topics that you're trying to drive co- uh, traffic around, are we getting people to the websites? Like who are those people that are coming to the website? And the same thing goes with videos that we're creating, right? If we're starting conversations or sharing things on LinkedIn, who are the people that are actually interacting with our content? If we're doing training and webinars and seminars, who are the type of people that that show up to that? Who are the type of people that that are engaging with us and, and consuming our content? Um, and if you don't have the hard data to say, you know, who these people actually are, you can look at it and say, uh, well, what is the topic that we're writing about, right? Or that we're creating content about. If we're creating a very technical piece of, uh, you know, into the weeds style uh, video content that's explaining something and only 100 people viewed that piece of content, let's just say, uh, we could probably assume that those 100 people are very, very relevant because someone wouldn't just be consuming that piece of content if it's very, very specific to the audience that we're trying to get in front of. So, uh, to me, the leading indicators when it comes to content marketing need to be in line with the intent of the piece of content or the topic. Um, but there's no real one metric that you can look at. And, and a lot of companies, a lot of organizations are looking for one because it's easy to say like, well, how do we measure success? What is the one thing that we want to measure? Yes, that is revenue, like marketing source pipeline, as I mentioned. But like you said, it could be six, eight, 12, 24, you know, who knows how many months before we start seeing that revenue. Uh, in a way that's um, you know making a, bif- a difference or an impact at the organization. So if you had you know to start from scratch and you're a brand new company, you have the buy-in from the leadership. Uh, they understand the importance of content marketing, but they've never done anything before. What would the first thirty days and what what channel would you choose and run with? I think yeah, what we're doing right now is is the easiest way. I mean, I think what you need to do is have conversations with uh, salespeople and conversations with customers. Um, and document those conversations, right? Whether you're doing that in real time or whether you're doing that post-conversation or you have a conversation with a customer, take their feedback, take their questions, go do some research, uh, and then create that piece of content. 
Um, but that's really the the best way. I mean, we live in a, a day and age that you know, I mean, we're we're you know producing a relatively uh, you know high production uh, podcast with very very minimal expense in, in investment, right? There's free software out there. There's free video editing software. Um, you can distribute um, you know this type of audio and visual uh, content to platforms for free as well to every platform, all the main platforms and Spotify, YouTube, anywhere where people consume information. Um, so I think it's probably the easiest way to create raw content and then expand upon that and uh, chop it up and, and use it for many different things. Right. So again, quality over quantity in, in metrics in terms of measuring visibility, but also quality over quantity in terms of the type of content. So uh, you can spend, I mean, you could spend, not that you need to, but you, you could spend 30 hours researching and putting together an outline and, you know, really, really creating piece of content, that you know, is going to add value and, and understand like you could say, okay, that only turned into one video, but now you chop that up and it could turn into 30 different pieces of content um, that you could then, you know, leverage for every single channel that you have. So for me right now, um, you know, as we sit here today, this is, the, this is the best way to create content. I don't know if this is always going to be the best way to create content, but um, you know, I think we're, it's the easiest it's ever been to, to create content. Yeah, I think it goes back to what you opened with. You basically, we're in a content surplus generation, so yep. there's only going to be more of it. So I, I think you don't have an option but create more and create more for and niche down even more yeah you can't be a generalist you have to be even more specific yeah and you can be be creative to. i mean that's the thing is like there's more content than ever but there's also more people consuming content than ever right it's more accessible than it's ever been um you know you, you talk about you know being able to advertise or create content uh and you know, you don't have to, it's not a, you don't have to run it an ad on TV, right. An ad on the Super Bowl is like, there are millions and millions of people every day on, on YouTube or, you know, billions of people and there's billions of searches happening on Google. So there's so much uh, content created, but there's so much content being consumed that if you look at your niche and what type of content you want to create and you get a little, you know, just a little creative with your angle and how you want to create that content. Um, and then, like I said before, focus on that, you know, speed to uh, production so that you can test and iterate and improve very quickly. Um, I think you can make a huge difference and huge impact. Awesome. All right. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed the topic here. Again, we wanted to go back to the basics and, and just look at, you know, what is content marketing and how do we start creating content for our organization? So if you have questions or you're, you're looking for assistance with content marketing for your company, please reach out to us. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a like, subscribe wherever you're listening, share it with a friend or a colleague. And of course, tune in next week for a new episode. All right, so if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you could do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this. And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight all right, for our next episode or the one after that. And finally, you guys, join other growth marketers. Head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you. I'm talking guides, webinars, blogs, videos, anything that could help you become 
a growth marketer. All right. So thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Growth Marketers Podcast, and I will see you next time.